Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the don't nearly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Andrew McCart, IFL TV. Sorry, big man. I'm here with Adi Al Depot out in Saudi Arabia. Adi, you promised me one of them cool houses out in Dublin, man. Well, you you bring what? one with me? You know I've actually got a spare one. I've got a brown one. I've got a brown <laughs> one. And it looked, what upset me is this looked better on you than it did me. Right. So I, can't, I don't know if I can play at that, so I'm not quite sure. I don't know if I could pull them off, Adi, but listen, thanks very much anyway. But listen, we just had the press conference there. You were up there in the gallery there. What you expected? Um, the first half, no. The first one was quite almost like, uh, what's the point? No one really said anything. And I think me and you spoke about it off camera, like, why is no one talking? But again, it was difficult. The second one was good. I was waiting for Miller. Miller was the one, right? But then all of a sudden, Dubois came out with that line. I'm like, okay, what's Dubois doing? So... It, it got there in the end. I mean, no one up there really is Tyson Fury, who's going to get on the mic, is going to probably stand up and take it and sell the whole show. So it probably needed a bit more. But I'm not sold by that. I'm sold by the fights, and the fights will deliver. You look at the matchups, it's one of those cards where, yes, you can have a press conference where someone throws a table, and yes, you can have this and that. But ultimately, do you look at the fight card and see interesting and exciting fights? The answer will be yes, so I'm sold on that. Listen, let's talk... Let's- Let's go to the, the main press conference there. Let's start with Bivol and Lyndon Arthur. I know how much you like Bivol. I mean, you go to the famous green chair, but there's a famous jacket behind that famous green chair, and it's a Bivol jacket that you were lucky enough to grab. Um, so you obviously like Bivol. You respect his skill set and how good he is, pound for pound, top five, top six, whatever it may be. But Lyndon Arthur, he's got nothing to lose. This is going to be a good fight. Yes, it, look, nothing to lose. I mean, if you're Lyndon Arthur, you're thinking, one second, Dimitri Bivol hasn't been in the ring since, what, November 2022. It's been a long, long time. So, look, do I feel like Bivol needs four or five warm-ups to fight Lyndon Arthur? No. But it might take him a little bit of time to get into rhythm. And if you're Lyndon Arthur, I mean, just seeing the face of Stair, he's a lot bigger. He's a lot, lot bigger than him. He's got a great jab as well as Lyndon Arthur, but look, this is, it's a tough one. Can Lyndon Arthur kind of rewind back to maybe his performance against Anthony Yard? I asked him that. Will he need a bit more than that? Yes. But this is boxing and you never know. But no, look, for me, as you know, I'm a massive fan of Dimitri Bivol. Um, not, not just because if he's a great boxer, I think he's just a great guy. But he's a very, very good boxer. And as you said as well, top five, top six pound for pound. So it's a tough ask. Nothing to lose. But if you're Lyndon, you want to put a good performance in so that you stay in and around this. You want to be in the big fights, right? There's big fight cards coming up. February, Fury, Usyk, potentially AJ Wilder. Can I put in a performance whereby I'm somehow on these cards against other light heavyweights? So yes, nothing to lose, but he's got to look good in losing, if that makes sense. Let's go Daniel Dubois, man. I mean, I don't know if somebody gave him that one line or he thought of it off the top of his head, but fair play to him. And Big Baby Miller, I think, respected that as well. But again, this might be the fight of the night, maybe. Yeah, it's one that no one asked for, Mm -hmm. no one wanted, no one predicted. All of a sudden, you're like, hmm, 
for five or six rounds, almost like the old school prize fighter, for a few rounds, this could be interesting because look, no one knows what Jarrell Miller looks like. Well, we do actually, we've seen it off PDs and it isn't the Jarrell Miller prior to that. So I, I'm not quite sure what Jarrell Miller is going to look like. I kind of know what Dubois is going to look like because I've got a few rounds against Usyk where he was good. Let's not forget that. People like to talk about how he quit at the end. Look at those first five or six rounds. He was very good, very aggressive. I think he looks a lot looser under Don Charles. He looks a lot leaner under Don Charles as well. And we know he's got that punch power. Is he right up there mentally? I think so. I've spoken to him today. I spoke to him yesterday. He seems good. I think he's going to put it on Miller. Miller's 325 pounds. Miller's got four or five rounds in him at most, at best. And if Dubois can be there for four or five rounds, I think Dubois could stop him potentially. And that is a statement. I think he can do it. But... Um, Almost 50-50 fight for the first six rounds. After that, I think it's Dubois. Let's go to the co-main event and obviously Ooh. Joseph Parker and Deontay Wilder. Now, I spoke to Joseph Parker. He's probably said the same thing to you, Adi, is simple, stay away from the right hand. But is it that simple with Deontay Wilder? Because he done a six-minute pad session in that workout yesterday and he was showing us feints. He was showing us a lot of jabs, triple jabs, four jabs and whatnot. So is it just as simple as staying away from that right hand for Joseph Parker? No, it isn't. And I watched that workout as well. And I was like, oh my God, Wilder moves a lot better than I thought he did. And it's a lot faster than I thought he did as well. His jab was a lot faster than I expected. And that right hand, he whips it from different angles. It doesn't just come straight. It sometimes comes from the side. So look, everyone that's been in the ring with Wilder would have said exactly that. Tyson Fury couldn't stay away from it. The great Tyson Fury. So I don't know. Can Parker stay away from it? for 12 rounds I don't know but I also feel like Parker's got the power to hurt Wilder and no one's really speaking about that Parker looks a lot bigger obviously that he's on sync now with um, Andy Lee they've obviously done a few fight camps with each other confident they're very very confident and you, I think Dev asked the question um, about was he avoiding Wilder and he kind of almost disdain how dare you are? and I, I agree with Parker Parker's not avoiding anyone look at the resume this guy will fight anyone so this is I think this is a bigger banana skin than AJ Ottovolin. I think um, Wilder's not been busy. He's not been active. We don't know where he is. He's 38. His demeanor looks a bit more relaxed. I want to see the, the aggressive Wilder come out. Then I'll know where he is. I don't know, you know. I think we could have an upset here. I really do. I think Parker could cause a big problem. Wilder doesn't really like fighting smaller guys as well because he has to try and get to them. Dude, this is this is a this is what I'm trying to say. The card's great. This is a great fight. I was going to end my interview by saying it can be an upset. You probably just answered it there, but um, Adi, you get the privilege. But us as the media, me, Andy Puro, I was behind me, and other guys in the YouTube game. We don't get the privilege of this sit down, one on one, nice, calm, the atmosphere. We get hecticness, so we <laughs> might not get the answers or get the feel for a fighter that you do. Now, a lot has been made of the Anthony Joshua, his mood and the way he is with the media and whatnot. But you get to sit down with him. You get to have that sort of one on one conversation. What is his mood like? Did you get a vibe from him? Like we're getting a vibe? No, it's weird. Like I was watching some of that Dev stuff. Obviously, I didn't. I wasn't there. It was Darren Barker, Dev, and Andy Clark, and I was like, ooh. I was like, geez, I'm doing a little interview with AJ. Hopefully I get a bit more than that. And then when I spoke to him, I spoke to him before he came up to me. Spoke to him behind the scenes. Normal. So I was like, obviously, look, there's clearly a dev situation there and not um, not a, an AJ one. But he's tense. He's a bit tense. As he always is, I think, leading up to fights. I think AJ does get very tense. Nerves, pressure. I don't know what it is. Is he more tense than normal? Maybe a little bit because of all this Wilder talk, maybe because he's right close to Wilder up there and the Frank Warren situation. So maybe there's a, a bit more of a tense approach than we're used to with AJ, but it's AJ. 
it's fine. He's been doing this for so long. He's been fighting at the top table for so long, big fights for so long. I think he's okay, but yeah, let's not pretend we're blind. He does look a bit more tense than usual. And maybe it's because of the guy he's fighting. Maybe it's because here we have a guy that's attacking him. Mm. Otto Volland's like, you're done. You've been done since 2018. You're, you're washed. We haven't heard that. Franklin didn't say that. Elanius didn't say that. So it's been a long time. Usyk doesn't talk, so he's not had someone attack him like that for ages. To be honest, he's got three up there. Jerome Miller and Deontay Wilder attacking him, as well as Otto Wang. So when you've got three guys at the top of that table basically saying you're mentally weak and you're not the same age, I mean, he seemed more, for lack of a better word, pissed off than anything to do with his demeanour, uh, his mindset and his mentality. That's, that's the vibe I sort of got. I don't know if you agree with that or whatnot. Yeah, there's a bit of that. I think there's a bit of that. There's, there's, like, there's so much sort of all stuck in a pot. Mm. And it's all swirling around and it's almost swirling around in his brain. I almost feel like he just wants to get done. Like he didn't want to do the media work at yesterday. I think we saw that. He got a couple of kids in there. He said less than anything there. He was almost trying to chuck it to the press guys that you talk. He probably is going to step on the scales and run off immediately. What am I doing? I don't even know if I'm asking the question. He's going to just run away from that as well. So I don't know, man. He just wants to get in there on Saturday, do a job. And fingers crossed we get the Wilder fight. And then he can start selling that. But... I don't know, man. I, I've, I've been lucky enough to have spoken to AJ or I've done sort of interviews with AJ for a long time and I feel like he's always like that. I feel like we're picking up on it now but I almost feel like he's always a bit tense. Um, and there's only certain people that he gives good energy to. Coogan gets a bit of energy. Andy sometimes behind us gets energy. I might be lucky enough to get something. The rest, uh -uh. and that's just how he is. Obviously, I, th I think I heard you say in another interview there but when you've got a, a fight ahead of you but then somebody says, oh, there's a fight sign beyond that. But there's, like Eddie Hearn said it best, you can't look past what's in front of you. Do you know what I mean? Wilder said he likes to window shop, but I think that's dangerous as well because I think Fury and Ngannou was probably the best one. Three weeks before the Ngannou fight for Fury, Usyk was signed, sealed and delivered, but he still had Ngannou in front of him, which, he, again, I don't know if he, I'm not in Fury's head, so you're not a fan of that, are you? To, to, a fan of that, of uh, announcing a fight before you've done the business on December 23rd. Hate it. Hate it. I, I don't understand why you just can't wait. Let's wait. Let's wait a few days. We all kind of get it. We all understand what's going on. Just wait for it to happen, and then um, I just don't. I just don't like the idea of it. Um, again, I referenced in one interview. I remember when it was supposed to be Victor Ortiz versus Canelo Alvarez. That was signed, and Victor Ortiz fought Josecito Lopez. Got his jaw broken. That was it. Canelo's ringside laughing like, "There you go. There goes the payday." So um, I don't get it because there's no way you can't be looking past your opponent. There's no way you. Could, you're going to, there's no way. Even if it's 1%, at this top level, you need that 1%. So, um, yeah, it's silly. Obviously, they've not officially announced it, but everyone knows it. So, um, I just hope that AJ is fully focused. I hope that Wild is fully focused and hope that we get the biggest heavyweight fight we've seen in years, March. One final one, Adi, because you did take my last question off me by saying you think there'll be an upset, but I'll change it up then. Between Joshua and Wilder, who's got the toughest fight? I came into this thinking, AJ, I've came in for, for ages. I've said, oh, AJ Ottavolin, risky. All of a sudden, having sat down with Wilder, interviewed Wilder, his demeanor, which is almost a bit playful. I, I, I need to see Wilder flip the switch to Bronze Bomber. I haven't seen it yet. Joseph Parker's flipped the switch. So I'm going with Joseph Parker being the biggest problem other than Ottavolin. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Joseph Parker. I think Joseph Parker's a big, big problem for Wilder. I, I still expect Wilder to win. But if we're doing this interview on Sunday and Wilder's not won, I wouldn't be uber surprised. Adi, thank you so much, brother. I'll see you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've always done that. Adi and Tyson. We can both do a bit of that. Yeah. Adi, thanks very much, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.